Welcome inside the Indie Star Preps Weekly Podcast. Brian Hedge and Kyle Nendrip here with you. We're going to talk about stuff. I, yes. I don't know what else to say. What yes, do you What do you are. know, Kyle? <laughs> Uh, not much. We're a couple weeks into basketball season now and uh, starting to get a handle on who's good and who, you know, who could be, uh, you know, potential state contenders and whatnot. And, you know, that's always fun. Always had a full day, uh, you know, had a full day of basketball Saturday and I'll have another one coming this Saturday. So seeing a lot of teams. Of all these all these events, which one, you know, the Hall of Fame Classic, the Southport event, um, Sneakers for Santa is obviously kind of a newer one. But what's been your favorite one that you get to cover each year? Probably the Hall of Fame, you know, they're the it's not as long. Well, it is a long day because you have kind of a break in between. It's not as much basketball, I would say. But, you know, it's always that's kind of the traditional, you know, the traditional day, um, you know, and then some of these other ones have come along here more recently, like the and we'll talk a little bit about both of the events. But, you know, they're more of kind of full day of basketball um, where you have different teams. The Hall of Fame's cool because you have you're kind of playing for a championship rather than just a one day shootout. So I kind of like that where, and then you kind of get to remember, you know, some of those moments of cutting the nets down and all that. So I think that's a cool thing. And, uh, you know, something I always look forward to it always reminds you of the holidays and, you know, some years I'm not there cause of, you know, doing family stuff, but most of the time I am. And it's been, it's always uh, something I look forward to. Do they, do they pack that thing in for the boys event? Like, has it been pretty filled up in that gymnasium in years past? Yeah, I mean, probably I've never seen it like all the way full. I've seen it fairly, you know, probably pretty full. You know, I, the the depends on which teams are there. You know, it depends if you have a either either a couple big time prospects or like a town that's really following its team really closely. And um, you know, some of those community, even if it's a smaller school, those communities will follow better than a big city school might. So. They try to get the best of both worlds with that, uh, with that tournament. And, you know, I've seen, I, I remember, I think it was, uh, gosh, I don't, I can't remember who was playing, but I remember walking in there once and, and feeling like it was, you know, it was great atmosphere and it's several times I've seen it be a great atmosphere, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to fill it, but it's, it's felt pretty full before that's for sure. One of the <clears throat> big events that you had, we'll start with you on the boys side and obviously sneakers for Santa. Um, a lineup of big games you got a chance to see some out of town teams and maybe i'm guessing you probably don't get to see as often like kokomo um i guess just your broad takeaways from from a day full of basketball yeah i mean i thought the last two games were were both really good the uh, kokomo ben davis game that's a game you know we wouldn't see that game again until the state championship potentially but i think you know not out of the realm of possibility that that could happen and I thought Ben Davis, you know, talked to them and I wrote about it in Monday's column, but, you know, they kind of felt like they were slumping a little bit, which is um, kind of weird since they're undefeated. But, you know, they they uh, went to overtime with Southport and then kind of struggled with Pike uh, to put them away. Uh, and then I thought they came back and played really well against Kokomo. Um, you know, they're it's hard for it's hard to sustain that, uh, you know, very top level energy and and execution you know day to day and i think they're sort of like they're, they're the hunted now and that's a different role for them probably something we'll talk about a lot throughout the course of the season uh you know but i thought they you know brought the fight to kokomo in that game and and played well down the stretch and you know had a uh 
you know, Flory Bodunga got in foul trouble and then fouled out with about two, a little more than two minutes left. Uh, you know, he's Kokomo's go-to guy, obviously, and, and you know, you don't even have to go to him, really. He just goes and gets it, you know, off the off rebounds and, and block shots and everything he can do. But I thought they did a pretty good job on him, even though he had 16 points and 17 rebounds and seven blocks, which is a, not a bad day. But uh, I thought they did a relatively good job on him. Um, you know, so I think, I think Ben Davis can play better and I think they will. I think there'll be times where you're like, man, this is for sure the best team in the state. There'll be other times. And I don't think it would hurt him to lose a game or two here or there and, and learn from that too. But, you know, Don Carlisle brought up a good point after the game, their coach, he said, you know, Hey, most of the time you're learning lessons and losses. We've learned a couple in wins. So I, I think that's a, that's a good thing too. But yeah, I was, I was obviously Flory's, uh, he's in sensational talent, and uh, look forward to seeing him play more. But, yeah, first impression this season was he just keeps improving a ton, and uh, there's a reason he's a top-10 player. And then the last game was the Kokomo – or, I'm sorry, Cathedral-Centerville, uh, Ohio game. That was my first chance to see Gabe Cups, who's going to IU in person. Had you know seen him on videos and, and clips and whatnot. But, you know, very good, you know, fun to watch. I'd like to – love to see him play more. Um, very uh, – uh, much a playmaker at the point guard spot, uh, picks his spots to score. He ended up with 25 points. But, you know, really the story of that game, and as good as Cups was, uh, Jerron Tibbs from Cathedral was was sensational. Had 33 points, and, you know, man, he's obviously he's a football recruit and headed to Purdue, which is kind of a interesting storyline today with uh, Jeff Brom leaving uh, that program going to Louisville, but, uh, you know, he's committed to Purdue for football, you know, football, he said, at, you know, I talked to him about that a little bit, uh, for the Monday column, but he said, you know, Hey, you know, I love basketball. This is what I, I thought going into high school, that would be where I'd go, you know, into, into basketball, but football kind of took him to a higher level, but yeah, he's, he's sort of the key to that cathedral team in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun. They'll go head to head with Ben Davis on Saturday at Southport and you know, we'll see, um, you know, how that game shakes out and that'll be a preview potentially of the, uh, you know, the, could, what could be a regional game down the road, but, but yeah, so they were both those teams very impressive. Not surprisingly, I thought Brownsburg, you know, they're kind of that step, you know, that next team that we didn't know maybe who would be potentially third in our area. I think Penn's probably the third best team in the state right now, but, mm-hmm. uh, if you look beyond back into our area, I think Brownsburg is right there with, you know, Carmel and, you know, even maybe Southport, you know, we could see, you know, we'll, we'll see them soon. Uh, Noblesville, I think Noblesville is another team that, you know, I'm going to have a chance to see Friday, looking forward to that. But but I think Brownsburg right now, they're just playing like a really connected team. Cannon Catchings is, uh, you know, super efficient. Matt Painter was there, you know, I talked to him a little bit, not about Catchings, but just, you know, I know he was there the whole day basically. And, you know, he's really, um, you know, they're excited about getting you know, catchings in the future, obviously. And, you know, he's uh, he just makes it look so easy. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. He looks smooth. He, he All of a sudden, he's got 14 points in the first quarter. And you don't even feel like he's breaking a sweat yet, but he's just so efficient. Uh, but that's a good team. You know, junior, a lot of juniors on that team. And uh, you got some guys like catchings and, and Grant Porath and then, Elaj Diallo, their senior, is really playing well. So they got three guys who can score 20 points on a given night. That's not a bad thing. Uh, and then, um, you know, I thought Beach Grove, you know, the defending state champs, got a really nice win over Northwood. 
you know, this is a Beach Grove team that's been through a lot with their coach, Mike Renfro, you know, his, his situation, him leave, you know, not being part of this team anymore. And then Anthony Ball, their best player, transferred from last year to, to Decatur. Uh, but all these guys are seniors. So, you you know, all these guys who played in the state championship game last year, uh, for the most part, are back. And, and they're hungry and they're wanting to show like, hey, we're not going anywhere. And they go out and beat a really good Northwood team uh, in a good game. That was a good back and forth battle. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Zionsville beat Gary 21st. Uh, you know, that good win for Zionsville, one back to back games over the weekend. They're another team, you know, throw them into the mix with, you know, Brownsburg and Noblesville and all them. Uh, kind of chasing Cathedral and Ben Davis. I think they're they're right there as well, um, you know. And then uh, yeah, so it was just it was a full day. It was it was a lot of uh, a lot of basketball. A chance to see like Trent Sisley from Heritage Hills too, and I'll have a little more on him coming probably in the next day or so. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was it was a, a good chance. It's a long day, but it was uh, it was a good day to see a lot of hoops. What time did you post up there? I got there early. I got there. I got nothing else going on. So I was like, I'm just going to get there and watch all seven games. So I got there about, about, uh, I don't know what time the first game started 10, I think. So, okay. Yeah. 13 hour day at least. Yeah. It was probably 10 to 10, you know, 12 hours. I'd say, I think I got out of there about 10 or a little before. So it wasn't a super late night, but it was just a, it was a Pretty jam-packed. They did a good job of keeping the games going. There was no real lags in between, so that was good. It never really got off schedule. They do a great job running that. Brownsburg's gym is awesome. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I'm talking to the girls. It's one of their favorite places to play because it's just so new. The video board up there is sweet. Like, mm-hmm. and the media setup's nice, too. We're on that perch overlooking everything, too. You got a great angle on stuff and ample seating. I enjoy covering games there for sure. Yeah, I, I uh, spent most of my time up there. I went down and watched the first game down below uh with uh david dixon who i've known for years the photographer uh locally and then and then kind of meandered around but yeah i spent most of my time up there i like that uh you know i always kind of like looking down a little bit at the action or you know sometimes i feel like you can see a little bit more from there um but yeah it's it's a great gym and there's a lot of obviously we have a lot of great venues to cover games but that's a definitely one of the nicer ones um, on the girls' side, something probably worth talking on, so Kyle can breathe a little bit, was just um, Noblesville HSC, something I wrote about Monday. And um, when Noblesville put together the schedule, it did so with, obviously, that roster that they had last year in mind where everybody's coming back, including National Shade. Um, then you lose Brooklyn Smitherman to injury, one of their forwards, and the National Shade transfers, and suddenly you're stuck with this just stacked schedule <laughs> with the roster that's, you know, trying to find its way a little bit and plug some holes. And not only that, you have one player battling pneumonia, another player out with an arm injury, and then your leading scorer takes a hit to the eye, a pretty vicious hit to the eye. It was it was unintentional, but you could I could hear screaming on the other side of the court. She gets pulled, and you're playing HSE, one of the best teams in the state, and suddenly it's just like, what else can go wrong? Um, and it went wrong in a lot of different ways. It only went down by 22, I think, in the second half, and it looked like it was going to be ugly and a blowout, and it just you know, really bad and what's going to happen from here. But to their credit, Noblesville dug deep and found a way to come back. It started on offense and something that's really big with Noblesville and something that's worth keeping an eye on is Reagan Wilson, their point guard, started hitting some shots. And um, that was the thing last year. It's like once she started hitting some shots, things really started to pick up for them even more. And this year it's like, man, if she can start scoring and you have her and Tipner and then Caitlin Schumacher's, you know, a real steady player. Um, you got a pretty good looking lineup there. Um, and she kept it going Saturday too against Fort Wayne Northrop. Um, and Tipner returned for that game too, but 
yeah, I feel I feel bad for Noblesville in the you know, and just the way that the schedule's built, where I think they'll have gone through the entire top ten plus a top ranked team from Virginia by the end of December. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna have some losses like they had to South Bend, Washington, like they almost had against HSE, which which pulled away late, but it was closer than it looked. Um, so they're gonna be some not fun games, but just in talking to them, it's a veteran team, it's an experienced team, and you could tell that they're smart enough to look beyond the wins and losses and just an individual performances, find things they need to tighten up and and something else, too, that I wrote about is that these injuries and all that, it's forcing the younger kids to get some time, too. So CC Quigley and Kate Rollins both played heavy minutes against HSC. And, I mean, that's the same stuff that Shade and, you know, Shoemaker, to an extent, went through their freshman year when they're just getting hammered by teams um, their first time around. And, I mean, that's experience. It's not po- it's not necessarily pleasant experience, um, but it's, it's positive experience nonetheless. And with the way that this sectional shaping up where – it looks maybe a little more top heavy than it was last year with HSE, Fishers, Noblesville. I mean, in Zionsville, obviously you get the right, you get the right draw and you can go on a run and this type of experience, the type of thing that's going to pay dividends come that time of year. And from Noblesville's perspective, it's at home too, um, which will certainly help them come postseason time. But um, interesting team to watch develop. We'll see them a little bit more here because they're involved in some of those bigger events that Kyle was talking about on the boys side. They're in it for the girls side. So we'll get a look at them going forward, but um yeah, just an interesting bunch, that one. And you've um, got uh, how, how uh, I know Noblesville and, uh, I'm sorry, HSC and Zionsville, they're both kind of uh, at the top of the, you know, the, still undefeated, right? Zionsville still undefeated as well? Yep. How do you kind of stack those two teams up against each other? It's a great question. I think... I think I give the slight edge to Zionsville probably, but that's that's probably just personal bias because I've seen them more often. I've only seen HSC in person once so far. Um, but, I mean, I think just the way that Layla Hall has been playing, it's really hard to bet against her, and they're healthy too with Emma Hahn hitting shots too. But for HSC, Riley McAlusky is playing at a super high level. So is Olivia Brown. They're two seniors and two kids that should be in the Miss Basketball conversation by year's end and, and Maya McAlusky. Um, I think that there's something to the way that Zionsville has been winning games too where – they're kind of bringing down the hammer and pulling away early. HSE has had to rally and win some close games. Um, they came from behind to beat Center Grove, and I think it was Brownsburg. They rallied late to beat both of those teams. And then Noblesville, they almost let a 22-point slip away against a team that was playing shorthanded, had just watched their leading score go down with injury and disappear from the bench. Um, and they almost let that get away. So I think that, you know, that, that gives you some pause, but obviously it's early in the season, and that stuff happens. They're high school kids, and they're also people. Um, but I think right now, just the way that Zionsville has been playing at such a high level. Last night, they were tied with Cathedral at 21 at the half, and I think they won like 60 or 70 to like 30. Like, it was just an insane job of closing that game out. Um, so, yeah, that'll be good. And what's fun about those two teams, Kyle, Zionsville and HSE, is that they don't play until the tail end of the season. So when we see them, they're going to be about as close to postseason form as we're going to get. And hopefully – that's the first meeting, and then if we see them again, it won't be until the latter rounds of the sectional. I have this nightmarish scenario where it ends up being those four teams clustered together, and then Carmel and Westfield, who have you know lesser records and are going through a bit of a rebuild right now, stuck together, um, you know, with the buys, and suddenly it's whoever emerges from the dumpster fire down below gets one of those two and moves on. But um, no, it'll be fun. It's it's interesting though. I'm excited to see HSE against Fishers here in a couple weeks. That'll be a really telling game. Fishers had some. Kind of a weird loss to to Snyder. Snyder's a good team, but I think I think Fisher's a little bit better. Um, 
but yeah, it'll be interesting. Things are slowly but surely starting to take shape on the girls' side with everybody beyond South Bend, Washington, and how they kind of stack up. And you have the is the county this week for the girls? Yeah, Marion County's this week. So I haven't I haven't had a chance to look at that. I was actually gonna look at that when I asked you that next question. But yeah, and that's the county tournament is certainly more wide open than it was last year. Whereas last year you had North Central and it kind of felt like the odds on favorite. This year, um, North Central's rebuilding a little bit. LN and LC are both on the rise, certainly. Um Lawrence North in particular is on a great run. Um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with those team run Kali had a chance to see them against heritage Christian last week. They're not a bad little team when they can hit some shots and they're really good with their defense. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. We got quarterfinals tomorrow as we record this on Thursday and then Saturday, I'll have coverage of the semifinals and finals um, as well. So that'll be fun for you and, and the boys though. Uh, we got a game coming up here Saturday that folks are going to be pretty excited for at Southport. But before we get to that, I'm curious Whoever made this schedule for Ben Davis is an ass. I mean, or not an ass, but kind of a jerk where you're setting him up with uh, a game the night before, you know, the game of the year so far with Ben Davis Cathedral where they have to go to Franklin Central, right, right before? Yeah, they do. And that's a, uh, I would say, a trap game. Uh, you know, that that Franklin Central team is is better than, you know, what they're right. And they're, they're well coached. They're young, but they're you know, not a, uh, and that they're missing Dahani Flanagan right now. Who's a, who's a junior guard that, uh, hopefully he'll be back before too long. He had a foot injury that he's coming back from. So, you know, that'll, uh, that's going to slow them down a bit and he'll really help them, uh, when he comes back. But, but yeah, that's sort of a, you know, the uh, quintessential trap game and a, and a team like Ben Davis, you know, you'd think they're veteran enough to, you know, beware of that, obviously, but uh, no one's talking about that game. So, you know, I'm sure Franklin Central's uh, <laughs> loving that. Um, you know, so, so yeah, and they're the type of team that can that can come up and and uh, surprise you. So, like I said, they're young. They're you know, Brownsburg beat them pretty good last week, and then you know, I know uh, Center Grove beat them <laughs> in a close game in the opener. Uh, so. But again, they're better than their record. They'll get some wins this year, and maybe they'll get one Friday. But, but yeah, everything kind of sets up for uh, you know Ben Davis. They knew you know this is a schedule that's kind of built for this team, and you know it's it's uh, it's daunting. You know, it has been already. I mean, they played you know, gosh, I mean, about as tough of a five game schedule so far as you can play, and then you know the next uh, couple of weeks don't get much easier going into the to the Hall of Fame, which they're in this year, and they'll play Penn. Uh, in the first game of that so it just it, it'll get tougher and they'll probably lose some games or or a game somewhere along the way could be this saturday but uh but yeah it, it'll i i don't expect them to lose friday but i i, I imagine that's going to be a pretty tough game um what do you what do you make of the game coming up on uh saturday then in southport ben davis Cathedral? what are you going to be looking for and how much should people be reading into the results of that thing I mean, I'd read into it a lot. I mean, I, I think uh, both teams are experienced. You know, I, they're not teams that are like, you know, th now th there is parts of each team that there are guys playing different roles than they did last year. There are guys who, you know, are, are new to this game. Kamari Slaughter from Cathedral, he wasn't part, he was at Portage last year. He's he's new, uh, comes off the bench and plays a key role. You've got other guys on, you know, like Sincere Germany for Cathedral who's, playing a bigger role, you know, their young guards, uh, LeBron go, uh, he's playing much bigger role. Uh, uh, Devin Kennedy hit a huge shot against, uh, um, uh, Centerville, Ohio the other night. He's a sophomore guard who, 
you know, he's going to be a really good player uh, in the future for that team. Uh, he plays a key role now uh, for them. So there are guys in the within the game that, you know, um, you know, this is maybe their first real uh, huge game. And, and, you know, I, that goes for Ben Davis too. But, but uh, you know, I think they're both teams, though, that are kind of fully formed in a lot of ways already. So the key to the game will be, you know, it, it's uh, you know, a lot about how Cathedral handles Ben Davis's pressure. You know, that pretty much goes for any team that plays them. And I think that's probably a question mark for Cathedral in some ways with their younger guards that they have. Uh, but also for Ben Davis, you know, how do you, you how do you control Jerron Tibbs? How do you control Xavier Booker? Uh, who wins that Booker uh, Zane Dowdy matchup? You know, in the middle, um, that'll be key. Xavier probably didn't have his best game against Centerville, but you know, he is a guy. Last year got better and better throughout the year. Uh, Zane's off to a great start to his season, so that you know, we knew that was a key matchup going in. And then who? You know, which team can hit the the open threes or wh- who does that? You know, Jake Davis has been that guy for Cathedral consistently uh, over the years. And then, you know, K.J. Wyndham is kind of that guy for Ben Davis. But they also have other guys. They're, they're not a team you can just say, hey, we're going to go zone these guys and, and, and try to make them beat us from the outside because Clay Butler and, and K.J. Wyndham and, you know, Sheridan Sharp can make them too. And, you know, so that, that'll be – That'll be interesting, I think, as well. But, uh, you know, I think it's just it, it's a great kind of appetizer for what's to come potentially down the road. Uh, but I, I think both these teams, you know, I, they were they played right after each other Saturday. Uh, so I they were both already kind of eyeing each other up because they're in the same side of the locker room. So it was kind of interesting, but they all know each other anyway. But it's just kind of it was kind of funny to see that, but, uh, but yeah, it should be, you know, should be a great game and a great atmosphere. And I think a game people have kind of been looking forward to, they played each other last year in the regional. And, uh, that was right after they played kind of at the end of the season, like you said, with the girls with, uh, HSC and Zionsville playing at the end of the season. That's kind of how it was for these teams last year. Uh, they played, I think in f- mid February and then played again in the regional and Ben Davis actually won that game in the regular season. And then Cathedral won in the regional championship, kind of running away with it in the second half. Uh, Xavier Booker played really, really well uh, in that game. But, but and it'll be in the same spot that game was. That was played at Southport, and this game will be at Southport. So kind of a you know a chance to get back to the same venue and uh, just about uh, what nine months later. So it'll be a it it'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, I think you can kind of read into it and 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 look ahead to maybe what's to come uh, later in the season too. But both teams have a long way to get there. It's not a done deal that they play again, but I think most people probably expect that to happen. Awesome. Any other games before we we wrap up uh, the Southport Classic? Anything else from that event that you're going to be looking forward to or folks should have an eye on um, with that one? Yeah, I was going to pull up the – I don't know. you have anything else to add, Brian? I'm going to pull up the schedule here. Yeah, while well, you're, well, you're looking up that, I should probably touch on the Evansville North Showcase, which brought Lalu. That was the big one. Um, was Lalu Mir coming back with Ashton Shade and the big game, at least for me, the one that I was really dialed in on was um, her against Fishers, kind of the first match since that sectional championship game. And um, Fishers did a great job of locking her down. Like, she held him to – she was held to 10 points in a 61-38 loss. And – not for nothing. She went for 32 and 10 against Evansville Memorial, also a loss. But I mean, the kid can score at the best of them. But Fishers, um, I think the way that they play defense, they do a great job of shutting them down. And again, that just kind of speaks to why it's so exciting to see what Fishers is going to do against HSE and their big scores. It's going to be a physical off brawl, and all those kids know each other so well. So it'll be a lot of fun. 
Um, another game that should probably be talked about is Western Boone won in triple overtime against Tri-West. Tri-West scored with two three-pointers in the final 12 seconds, and then Western Boone hit two hit um, three-pointers in the next two overtime periods to force a third. So that wound up being a really fun 76-75 game. Um, so there's been some wild ones. And Tri-West, obviously with an interim coach right now, sorting through some things, but it, it was good to see them put up that kind of fight amidst what's been you know a rough rough start to the season, but that's kind of expected with the number of kids that they graduated. I mean, they graduated three three really talented players, two, at least two of which are going on to play or are playing at the college level now. Um, so fun to see that. And then um, obviously I touched on that Ron Colley Heritage Christian game, which was kind of not great for a while there, but towards the end, it really started picking up where those spurts of a, excitement and activity started to pick up and string together a lot more. And before you knew it, we were heading to overtime, but not before a kid from Mongolia could almost almost sank a three quarters court shot where she just sort of chucked it um, and barely, I mean, barely missed it, uh, which would have been a fun way to finish it. But um, Mongolia is a fun team to watch. And then one other thing, just so we could wrap, I guess, with the Southport tournament, Marion County tournament is underway. Just looking at the scores, no real surprises. Um, Warren Central, Ben Davis, um, Thursday night will be an interesting one. Two rivals going at it there. Um, ben Davis obviously has some serious size. Christian Carter, Taylor Guest are both tremendous players. And then Warren Central has a couple scores of their own. And Messiah Baxter, Asia Baxter is one that, that jumps out immediately. But that should be a really fun high-scoring game. And then um, if the home teams hold serve, we'll get Lawrence Central, Lawrence North in the semifinals. And that's it's probably been a while since we've had that. Um, I know Lawrence Central last year when they won a couple games at the Marion County Tournament, that was a huge deal. They're going to try and do that again. And if they can do it again, they'll be within a win of – of reaching the championship game, which would be a big step for that program as they as they build under a first-year coach over there. So that'll be fun. We'll have all sorts of coverage from that and um, some other features and stuff coming from the girls' side coming up here soon. Um, Isabella Gizzi from New Pal, some stuff from HSC, and then tomorrow, or probably as you listen to this, you're probably reading it, um, something on Kylie Edwards, who the softball players go to Mississippi State. I know, Kyle, you covered her a little bit last year mm-hmm. when you are helping out with softball. She hurt her knee during softball season in Colorado, thought she tore her – tore something and was going to be done for the year. Turned out not to be that serious, but instead of just shutting it down and focusing on softball, she was determined to come back and play basketball. And kids been killing it. And Shelbyville's off to their best start in over a decade. I mean, it's it hasn't been the toughest of schedule, obviously, but but they're playing well. And, and the, the toughest teams that they've gone against, they've played them hard. They played, they went down to the final shot against Pendleton Heights. And then last night against New Pal, they were in it till the end when Isabella Gizzi kind of took off at the free throw line. So fun to see that program progress the way that they have and for Kylie I haven't gotten to know her over the past year so it's cool to see her back and you know and sticking with it and too I mean it was awesome covering that new pal Shelbyville game last night just because there's so many multi-sport athletes it's like oh I recognize this kid and that kid from softball or whatever or soccer right. and you know I mean it's it's kind of a lost art I guess um to have that but it, it was really neat covering those two schools in particular just because there's so many kids that, that are good at other sports and it's important to remind everybody that it can be done. You don't have to just do one sport um, to be good at it. Because, I mean, look at Kylie. She plays two sports, and she's going to Mississippi State to play softball. It doesn't get much better than that. Um, yes, that's like uh, Jerron Tibbs, you know, talking to him about, you know, obviously his future is football, but uh, what would, you know, what would Cathedral be without him playing basketball, you know? So it's, it, it, is, it is always fun to see. And obviously those high-level athletes, they want to keep them playing all kinds of sports but sometimes it's it might be easier for them to say no to that but i'm glad they i'm glad uh athletes like edwards i mean yeah she's a sensational softball player uh obviously but uh 
you know, means so much to that basketball team too. And, and, you know, obviously gives them a huge lift. Your, your kids do multiple sports, right? Like you don't have them specializing on anything. No, I mean, I'm kind of letting them decide what they, you you know, what they want to do. And, you know, it's harder now when you, the bigger schools, like if you're sort of a, if you're sort of a uh, fringe in one or the other, you kind of have to invest in one, but, uh, but yeah, I always try to promote as long as possible, play as many as you can, but ultimately it's up to the kids what they want to do. And I don't, you know, try not to push too much. Yeah. Don't force them into like running track or something like that. Yeah. My older ones, he's, I think he's going to do it this spring. He's, but he's like a natural fast kid. So, um, unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> and none of us are like Akeem. No, Hi, none Akeem. of us. He's probably still listening. <laughs> hey, Akeem. Um, so what do you, what else, uh, as we wrap up here, Kyle, we'll close with the Southport event. What else are you going to be looking for beyond the nightcap and that primetime clash? Yeah, shoot. I was looking at the schedule. I forgot how good these games were. They got, uh, so the 845 or 830 game is Ben Davis Cathedral. But, you know, for people who want to not just go to that game, you know, you, you have a chance. Penn and Zionsville play at seven. And Penn is obviously Marcus Burton, uh, Mr. Basketball candidate going to Notre Dame. Uh, he's put up 33 and 34 in his first two games. And, you know, he's exceptional uh, player. Super quick. And Penn is very good. Have a chance to see them uh, during the summer in June. And they were they were excellent uh, team. So and then Zionsville, you know, like I said, they come off back-to-back wins. Logan Imes and, and Nick Rehart lead that team. Uh, that should be a fantastic game. That's at seven, and then uh, Bloomington North and Fishers. So you got Jalen Harrelson in that game for Fishers. Uh, Fishers took Carmel. I didn't go to the game last night, but they took Carmel to overtime and lost. Uh, but that team's going to be a team that's going to be getting better. And then JQ Roberts plays for Bloomington North, who's going to Vanderbilt. Uh, he's he's a no doubt uh, Indiana All Star player. Uh, so that that's another really good one. That's at five fifteen, and then Crown Point and Southport is at three thirty. Uh, AJ Lux plays for Crown Point. He's going to Bellarmine, uh, which they're building a pretty strong D1 program there at Bellarmine. And then uh, Southport's all seniors pretty much as far as their main rotation goes. They're kind of one of those sleeper teams, I think, that, you know, they're uh, lurking out there. And they, you talk about, you know, Ben Davis and Cathedral maybe meeting again in the regional. Southport could keep that. You know, they'll play in the same sectional as Ben Davis, and they took them to overtime uh, last week. So, you know, they've got A.J. Dantzler and Keon Miller and Nick and uh, Lemba, uh, those three, and then uh, the Pinkston brothers who transferred in from Tindley. So they're legit uh, tough. So that'd be a good win if they could beat Crown Point. That game's at 3.30. And then Franklin Central Norwell is at 145. And uh, that that Norwell team, had, I saw them once last year. They have a guard named Luke McBride, who's a senior, a uh, really good player and so that's an interesting matchup and then north davies and beach grove is a noon game so if you want to make it a full day that's uh two of the best teams in 3a uh, north davies was the 1a champion last year and they decided to move all the way up they were going to move up to 2a by the uh success factor or actually i can't remember if that was success factor or just naturally by the enrollment but they said no just send us all the way up to 3a we want to play 3a <laughs> instead rules. of 2a so so uh yeah, what the heck? So they're going to play Beach Grove, who's also a very good team in 3A. So that could be sort of a, you know, uh, who's who's who in 3A type game. And Beach Grove just beat uh, Northwood, who was number one in 3A. So another good opportunity for the Hornets. So if you get there at noon, that's the first game. And 
So really, none of those matchups are like uh, you know you, you don't want to see. But I yeah, I'd say from five fifteen, all you know that Bloomington North Fishers game on, <laughs> those are kind of heavyweight matchups. Will you be Excuse camping me. out what like ten thirty the night before? Probably posting up, getting your spot on press row, beating all the max prep dudes. <laughs> no, I'll probably roll in about eleven forty nine or whatever, eleven fifty nine. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it helps when you have the security escort. Us common folk like me and Clark, we gotta we gotta go through the back door and uh, pay admission. <laughs> No, it should be a full day. It should be a fun day. It's, uh, you know, I think they've, I can't remember how long they've been doing this event, but <laughs> always some of the best talent in the state in matchups that, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's fun to see some out state, out of state teams sometimes, but I, I like seeing the in-state teams because that's, you know, it gives you a better barometer of, of who's who and, and, uh, you know, even matchups you could see again. So uh, I like I that they're bringing I like that they're bringing some of these out-of-area teams down here, like a Penn mm-hmm. or a Bloomington North. Get them over here instead of, you know, teams having to play, you know, weeknight or weekend games or whatever at one school, and you only get to see one. So, why you know, packs them all together like this is great. Yeah, and for me, you know, to get a chance to see, uh, you know, like Chesterton last year, you know, that would have been nice to have them in an event like this. Or, you know, and I think they were actually. I can't remember for sure, but – you know, before they make a run in the tournament, you kind of get to know their team a little bit, you know, and, and even if they're uh, from other parts of the state, you feel like you, oh, like that's, uh, you put, connect the names and the, and the, uh, the, the names and the faces a little bit more like Marcus Burton, you know, he, he, you know, he didn't, he may not get a lot of chances to play in front of uh, uh, fans from Indianapolis. So this is a good chance for that to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we get out of here, Kyle, what do you have coming from yourself? Dear God, don't die. You can't see this right now, but Kyle's having a coughing fit. He's about to take off his shirt. And we're gonna, well, we'll tease that later. Um, what do you, what do you got coming this week? I uh, so Purdue's coaching change. I've been working on that. Talking to uh, talked to George Beeren from uh, Mount Vernon today, and reached out to some of the other recruits who. Uh, are affected by that so i don't know if you know it's kind of early to say what you know but george reached out and said yeah i'll talk and he said he was pretty sort of annoyed by the fact that the coaches came in and you know they had an in-home visit with them and said you know hey this is our plan for the next four years and then the next day uh, jeff brown is going to louisville so i mean i cannot <laughs> i think i'd be annoyed by that i mean i get it i get you have to you're you're with purdue until you're not right but Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's kind of kind of odd and awkward and uh, a little bit dishonest, I would say, to a certain extent. But um, but that's what it is. You know, that's I'm not blaming Jeff Brom. It's just kind of, you know, kind of sucks, I would say. Speaks to the shittiness overall, I think, of just the recruiting process. I mean, I've heard some horror stories and they probably pale in comparison to some of the stuff that you've heard over the years. Yeah, and this one's not like a, it's not like he's doing anything illegal or you know it's just it. And I think people probably knew uh, this could happen. I mean, I'm sure George, you know, he he even said, you know, hey, I I heard that you know after the uh, Big Ten championship he could leave, but then but then he came in my house and said all that, so I thought he was coming back. So it's just kind of like, right. what, what are you going to do? But at the same time, you know, in the last three weeks, Iowa's been reaching out to George, you know, saying like. And, and that's kind of how it worked. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. So, 
you know, he's got other options. Like he could commit to Iowa if he wanted to. And, you know, and he would do great there, I think. But, you know, it's just sort of the, you know, it's, it's, it, it what, what's, what's unfortunate is you have two weeks until the early signing day and you could wait potentially too until the February signing day. But most of these kids are going to sign early. Uh, that's kind of the way they want to get it done anymore. And a lot can happen. You know, they could, le- they could bring back some of the, staff at Purdue who was already there and George would have a connection with those guys and whoever else is in the class, you know, and they could, you know, stick, but, uh, or they could just go to Purdue anyway under the new coach if, if that's an option. So there's a lot still on the table. It's pretty early with all this, but yeah, writing about that. Um, I had a story on Poppy Rivera, uh, from North central that ran today, his brothers, I covered both them at North central, and I remember Poppy was just, he was a little guy running around with the basketball and long hair. And, and when he was like three, uh, now he's playing. So thought that was just kind of a fun story to write about him. And uh, we got our super team still coming for football. Got to get that cranked out and done. And, uh, you know, covering, I got the Lawrence Battle of Lawrence tonight, uh, basketball. And so have coverage of that uh, as we're talking here on Wednesday. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, that's all I got for this week. Kyle, you got anything else? That's all I got. That's all we got. Um, all right. Well, that's going to be a wrap for us. Look for plenty of stuff coming on IndyStar.com, as Kyle and I just laid out. We thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back to you next week. Bye. Bye.